All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to a brand new episode of SCAR. Now, SCAR stands for Seeking Courage and Redemption with Dustin Rivenbark. Now, we have a little bit different of an episode today. Um, before we get into all of that, I want to give you sort of the intent of the podcast, kind of the the why are we here, so to speak, and we're here to work out our our hardships, our our tribulations, um, the things that we go through in such a way that we can begin to uncover God's plan and purpose for our lives. But you may be listening to Scar and you may be saying, but Dustin, why do I need to listen? Well, I'm so glad you asked because the truth is, guys, we all have stuff. We all have hardships. We all have issues that can begin to accumulate Uh, in our lives and even change the trajectory of our lives if we let it. And so that's exactly why you need to be here and tuned in and listen to SCAR so that that you too can have a safe place where we can come and share our struggles, share our wins, share our knowledge, share our visions, our hopes, and our dreams, and all of that in uh, in a powerful way and and find hope to carry us through the next challenge that we face so yeah i'm so glad to have you guys here tuned in and like i said before i've i've kind of got a little bit different of a podcast i just i don't have a a real trajectory for today guys there's a lot going on and i just wanted to stop I just wanted to hit the pause button on everything going on in our lives. And I kind of want to turn the focus um, back to Christ. I want to turn the focus back to our why. Our, our why are we here? And I'm, I'm looking back at some of my old podcasts here. And I'm looking back at just some of the guests that I've had on SCAR and I'm truly blown away with so many people, so many stories, so many backgrounds, so much wisdom and truth that has been brought here and and given to you. But I think that we can get in this rut, almost this this sort of expectancy for something to happen or this almost expectancy of another story or whatever and we can lose touch with what it's all about. What do I mean? Let's think about our everyday lives. We can get so in tune with the task for the day we can get we can get so in tune with our future so in tuned with what happened in the past that we miss right now in the present and what it's really all about so today's kind of a little bit about identity and we talked about um, identity back in episode, let's see, 33 as a matter of fact. We had a great guest, Dan Stewart, who came and talked about his struggle for identity. 
But today I want to look at identity as a whole. Identity as a nation. Identity as um, our, our own identity. And I had a revelation hit me yesterday at the gas pump. Yeah, I know, strange. But I believe that that God's always speaking, that God is always in tune with us. I believe the separation lies within us to not be able to hear it, the distractions, all of the things going on. Anyway, I was headed... Uh, uh, to our Wednesday night service yesterday and I pulled up to the gas station and I, I went to pump gas and I went to go stick my ATM card uh, in the gas pump and and when I stuck it in it, it asked me is this an ATM card and and I just said I, I said yes on the button and it said well you know punch in your four digit code so I went and punched it in boom 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 and it hit me out of nowhere, and I believe God placed this on my heart, and I began to thank God, and I said, God, thank you for not accepting me in this way. Let me, let me explain what I mean. See, on a debit card, the only way you can get gas, all right, the only way you can purchase something is if you have funds on your account, if you already have money accredited to your account, then then you can plug it in and, and get gas or buy new shoes or whatever you're trying to do. And it hit me like, thank you, God, that you see Jesus when you look at me, not what is on my account not the good or the bad you, you don't have a set of scales balancing my prayers when I come to you you just recognize your son or your daughter that's kind of where I want to go um, with this with this message I want to talk about what we use to measure our identity, what we use to measure our success with. You know, when I look at what all's going on today, um, I see a big divide. I see, in a lot of ways, what feels like the divided states of America. And I hate, I hate to say that, but it's true. When we look in politics, everybody hates everybody you know and I feel John Maxwell puts it this way and this is a great great explanation he said I feel leadership sad I feel leadership sad like the people of tomorrow our next generation coming up just think about what all their having to see right now they see a Republican side who hates the Democrats they see Democrats who hate the Republicans we see so much racial tension racial divide we see 
a a we're in the midst of this pandemic right now at the time of this recording uh we see people on multiple sides of the fence with okay i'm not gonna wear a mask i'm gonna wear a mask our mask mandate is extended is it not there's just all this pull and strain on top of trying to find out who God has called me to be in the midst of everything else going on. So today, let's just let's just hit the pause button and let's think about what really matters when it all hits the fan. I've talked about uh, this. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. I I think I may have, but I heard um, Lecrae, uh, the the Christian rapper Lecrae, he he said this one time. He said, "I've never heard GPAs or social status mentioned at a eulogy." He added a couple other things, but that's that was pretty much the gist and. I thought, wow, that's so powerful. Like, are we living for are we living for our eulogy? Now, you think Dustin that sounds kind of morbid. Like, what do you mean live to die? And I and that's exactly what I mean. I mean, Jesus came so that we may have life and have it abundantly. But here's kind of the cold hard fact of the truth okay the cold hard the cold hard fact is that one day we will stand before um, Jesus Christ we will stand before God Almighty and give an account for our lives I don't know about you I don't want to I don't want to stand before God justifying my motive I want to stand before God and I want to hear well done good and faithful servant when I look at what all is happening in the nation today and I see all of our nation's leaders in this uproar about about most things that they're in an uproar about are different colors of the carpet, meaning it's all silly. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. And the really, really big issues kind of get swept under the rug and paid no attention to because we're upset about every other little thing. This person wants to bring this law into existence. This person wants to override that law because it was from somebody else. And it's just, it worries me that we are teaching the next generation to hate each other. You know, that's not that's not what Christ came for. That's not what that's not why Christ hung on that old rugged cross with nails driven through his hands and his feet. He had his side pierced, he shed his blood for your sin and for mine. You know, and it wasn't it wasn't just the cross 
that was so amazing. It was the fact that when they put him in his tomb, three days later, he rose again so that people like you and people like me could live eternally in a place called heaven. Now, I'm not perfect, guys. I'm not perfect. You, I know some of you, this is going to come as a shock and a surprise. But you're not perfect either. And some of you listening are like, yo, I know that to be fact. I know that I'm not perfect. And so I want to encourage us with a piece of scripture from Philippians 3, starting in verse 12. We'll go through verse 14. And it's the Apostle Paul talking. And he says, Not that I have already reached the goal, or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it, because I have also been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Here, and, and I want to stop right there for just a second. Here the Apostle Paul is saying, you know what? I'm not perfect. I don't have all the answers. I don't know how this person is going to handle this gospel message when I try to talk to them because they're having a bad day in the grocery store or or something like that. I don't know what they're going to think. I don't know how they're going to feel. But I know I'm not perfect, and I'm going to do it anyway. See, when we talk about courage, courage isn't never showing fear, but rather choosing to push forward anyway. See, Samuel said in 1 Samuel, he said something very powerful. He said, obedience is greater than sacrifice. So, It's so often the sacrifice that we want people to see. We want people to see the public display of love. We want people to see us go and do that great thing for somebody. We want to take credit for the good thing that happened or that was said or or whatever. But in all actuality, God just asks for our obedience, man. Our obedience, are we doing what the Word of God tells us? And if maybe you don't know where you stand right now, or you don't have the best set of scales to weigh your decision-making, I want to encourage us to go to the Word. Because the only way to stand... Excuse me. The only way to stand on the Word of God is to know what the Word of God says. I asked this question to some people um, last night. I said, you know, what do you do when your mind slips into the abyss? When When you're trying to think about things that are good and pure and holy, but you find your flesh takes over. What do you do when you find yourself or your actions or your immediate knee-jerk reactions or responses, what do you do when you find that drifting off to where it shouldn't, shouldn't go? 
And I heard a variety of different answers. I heard an array, a plethora of different things. And, you know, there's no right or wrong answer necessarily to this. But my response was, when you recognize it, simply stop, repent, get back on track. Look, guys, we're not perfect. The Apostle Paul clearly says, not that I have already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I've been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. In other words, when I made that decision to give my life to Christ, he took hold of me. He took me under my under his wing. He is my refuge. He is my shield. And that I can be I can be sure of. Let's go on to verse 13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. Look, I know that whatever that was that happened in our past, it's different for everybody. There's always something... Look, we all have the same story. Chris Rudin, I had as a guest on my podcast one time, he says we all um, uh, <laughs> have the same story. He said, um, we live, um, we, we, we live through some crap, and we have more crap coming. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and he said it a, a lot more eloquently. I forgot what all he said. But it's so true. We have some stuff coming that we're going to face. And we're not going to always handle it perfect. We have some stuff that we've gone through that maybe we did not handle perfect um, at all. Okay? Maybe, maybe they didn't handle it in the best way. And it hurt. And it hurt, man. But I want to forget about what's behind right now. And I want to I reach forward to what lies ahead. Now, I don't mean reaching so far forward constantly that I forget to be in the present because here's what the enemy does. The enemy will trap us in our past, paralyze us in our future, right? So he'll keep us locked into what happened or locked into what's next, this whole idea of more that we forget to love God and love people right here and right now. In verse 14, it says, I pursue as my goal the prize promise by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. I pursue as my goal the prize promise by God's heavenly call. Man, that call is fulfillment. Your life is to be a life of fulfillment. To be a life of love, a life of generosity, of compassion, man. When I look back, when I tell people I want to be the hands and feet of Christ, I tell people that I want to represent Christ to other people, um to the best of my ability that sounds nice and that sounds biblical and all but what does that look like 
How do I measure that? Well, I go back to the Word of God. I, I start reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I kind of follow Jesus through uh, the Gospels, and I kind of follow him throughout Scripture. One thing that keeps popping up uh, are different traits of Jesus. And when I, when I see one of these traits come up, I underline it, I circle it, I try to etch it you, you know, in my heart. And one of those traits is compassion. We all the time see that the crowds approach Jesus and, and he was filled with compassion. Or he sees somebody in need or he sees somebody uh, in, in trouble and it says that he was filled with compassion. Now, I've met some of you, <laughs> and I've seen myself at some of my worst, and I know that I don't always show compassion. And I know that not everybody listening always does the best at showing compassion. But here's what I do. I pursue as my goal. I make every attempt that I can to do the right thing. You know, that kind of leads me to my next point on identity. So many people ask, Dustin, I pray, I listen for God to speak, but I don't hear anything. I don't know what to do. Like it it sounds good to say God spoke to me this this valiant message. God said these words to me and and all of that sounds great, but Dustin, I don't hear those things. I want to tell you in those moments when you can't hear clearly God telling you what to do, I want to encourage you to just do the next right thing. Be where you are. Just do the next right thing. And I promise you, you can't go wrong. When we pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call. Where are you right now where you can be obedient to the word of God and have impact as a kingdom builder. Now you say, whoa, 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 Dustin. I'm just, I'm just a, a, a IT um, hand at a big, um, big technology firm. Or you say, Dustin, I'm just, uh, you, you know, a janitor at the local school. Or I'm this, or I'm that. Like, what do you mean have impact as a kingdom builder? To me, that seems so big. So I was talking to um, a group one time, and I said, uh, I said, do you really think that, okay, we know that we've heard the cliche and the, and, and the things said. We've heard that Jesus changed the world with 12 people. And we often can get lost in that and say, well, yeah, but, but man, that was Jesus. Like, I'm not Jesus. Like, he was God. Of course, he changed the world with 12 people. And I was talking to this group. I said, do you think that we could make a major impact right here, right now, um, with just us if we united as brothers and sisters in Christ and went out 
and and we really lived out the Great Commission. And I heard again a variety of answers, but one one said no. And I said, uh, I said, please explain. You know, go ahead and, and and explain what you mean by by saying no. Well, he went into this big reason um, of of why we can't make big enough impact. And they talked about all of these different movements going on in TIFA, uh, political parties, whether, you, you know, not going to get into who he was for or against. But uh, he talked about Black Lives Matter, talked about all this stuff that that doesn't, that he felt like doesn't want to hear what he has to say to make a big enough impact. And I said, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back up. Let's go to your everyday job, your everyday steps that you take throughout the day. Does all of that stuff really play that big of an impact on you personally right where you are? Do you come in contact with all of those movements, all of those political groups, all of that stuff? And he said, well... Well, no, and and he started trying to kind of jump in. I said, no, 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 just hear me, okay? Let me ask you this. Let's think about our day-to-day steps. If we jump in to feel the Great Commission right now as a united group, as a united front, and we go out and we share the gospel in our homes, in our workplace, in our schools, in our communities, do you think that we could start to see some differences in our lives? And they all were like, absolutely, yes. And I said, that's what I'm talking about. We don't, we often get so handicapped by this idea that our reach can never be big enough to change the world. It's like this big freedom fighter mindset. I don't understand it. Maybe your reach doesn't change the world right away. Maybe you don't even see the fruit of your reach right now. But let me tell you something. By me speaking the gospel over you, by me speaking the gospel to a student or to somebody at the gas station, They go out and they reach people I'll never meet. I'll never see a day in my life. My reach begins to spread as people begin to be affected. As people begin to unite. As people begin to to seek God's calling in their life. Man, our reach just became a whole lot bigger. So don't be crippled by what we think will or won't happen or even by what has happened before because we may miss what God is trying to do right in the moment. I don't want to measure success with what the world tells me I need to be successful. I don't I don't want to measure success with bank accounts uh, name brand clothes <laughs> I don't want to measure success by 
by glitz and glamour and fame. While I understand the, the commodities of life and new and improved technology is fun to have and uh, no denying that, that, that money can make your life easier. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with money necessarily, but I need you to understand that money can make your life harder too. I need you to understand that it's not the money, it's where your heart is. It's the love of money, right? It's the understanding that people and relationships are more valuable than stepping on somebody just to take and take and take and take and take. So I just wanted to pause and kind of reflect and sort of reset Go back to the gospel and say, what are we doing in our lives right now to learn the word of God? To stand on the word of God? To share the word of God? What are we... If somebody right now were to watch you from afar, it could be scary, I know, was a fly on the wall, right? Would your life portray that of a follower of Christ? That's what I want to be my scale. Now, does that mean that I can't, you know, wear polo or I can't, uh, uh, go get those new Nike Jordans or, or whatever. Of course not. That's not what I'm saying. It's not the name brand that's the problem. It's not the money that's the problem. It's not um, having a platform that's a problem. It's where your heart is. It's not what you do necessarily, but who you are while you're doing it. I love Paul's approach when he says, not that I have already reached the goal or I'm already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I have also been taken hold of, of Christ Jesus. In that one passage of scripture, I can hear humility. I can hear honor. I can hear devotion. I can hear who he has surrendered his life to. Yes, he's sold out for the mission. Yes, he's passionately in love with doing what he does, but he's more committed and sold out to the one he's doing it for, for Christ. Because Christ has gotten a hold of him and is now using him and his talents and his ability for God's glory. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So today I hope that I hope that this message resonated. I hope that you could feel my heart on this. I hope that we could just take a break. I I wanted you to hear um, the calmness of my voice in the midst of the chaos that you see going on around us. I'm not saying that. I'm like this always, or that I feel this way always. I'm just saying, I make every effort to take hold of it. Every effort. 
And when you fall short of the glory of God, guys, you will. It's not if, it's when. When you fall short of the glory of God, repent. Get back on track. Let's keep going. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep striving. Let's keep going 120 at everything life throws at us. I love that 120 mindset. I don't mean uh, physically running at a pace of 120 miles an hour. I mean it's a mindset. Wherever you are, give it your full devotion. Give it everything you have and love your life because we're only given one. And I want you to live life and live it to the full. I want your life to be well balanced. I want it to be purposeful. I want it to be impactful. And at the end of the day, I want you to find fulfillment within your life. That is what SCAR is all about. So, without further ado, I just want to encourage everybody to just take a breath. Take a breath. And remember, next week, we'll see you in the next couple of days.